right, guys. Well, we are excited today to, to welcome Chris Anderson um, to the podcast. Chris was the uh, one of the founders of FCA Endurance and, and the national director in 2005 um, before in 2017 um, was the talent coordinator or has become the talent coordinator um, for the Northland region. So welcome, Chris. Excited to, uh, to talk with you. How, how have you been doing um, through this new, this new unique time? Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. We're, we're doing great. Um, it, it's a big adaptation, uh, as, as it is for everybody, but our, our family has remained healthy. And, you know, despite all of the changes, you know, my boys are learning virtually. My wife's a middle school teacher. She's teaching virtually. Uh, we're doing a lot of ministry virtually. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, being creative and adapting as we need to. But it all said, um, you know, from our perspective, it's been really a lot of just God's blessing and favor thus far. That's awesome. Well, I was, when I was thinking about, you know, people to get on the podcast throughout this time, you know, got the opportunity to hear you speak at the support center um, at, at new staff training um, about a year ago now, um, and really stood out the ideas of, of fitness and how that relates to, you know, taking care and honoring God with our bodies. But before we get into that and how we can use this time as a way to, to, you know, stay healthy and, and some tips that you may have for us to, to do that. Um, would love to hear your background of how you got started with FCA when, when you came to, to your walk with Christ and, and just kind of fill us in um, on your background there would be great. Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, so I grew up out in western South Dakota out in the Black Hills. I uh, highly recommend visiting there if you've never been. And uh, you know, grew up in a family. And again, respect my parents, uh, honor them the best I can. Um, and so they were they were people that would, you know, hey, hey I'm absolutely a Christian, uh, but just didn't have much of a faith walk, didn't go to church, didn't Bible studies, nothing like that. And so, you know, that's how I grew up. Uh, there's a short window in there when I was about eight years old, where we ended up going to church, uh, my mom and my sister and I with, with my aunt, uh, for about, I think about a summer, uh, and we're exposed to the things of God uh, through that as an eight-year-old kid made the very best decision I could uh, uh, to trust Jesus. And shortly thereafter, we stopped going to church. And so I, you know, was, was like a lot of everyone else that I knew. You know, I was a Christian, kind of like I was a South Dakotan. And, uh, you know, kind of that had said the prayer, but then lived my life however I wanted to. And I got up through middle school and high school and, uh, you know, we're wired to belong. And like a lot of, of athletes, uh, a lot of male athletes for sure, uh, really searching for identity. I was massively insecure. I was trying to find some way to earn respect. I was trying to find some way to earn love, to be desired by the opposite gender, uh, all of those things. And so uh, I found my performance or my identity in performance um, in sports, athletics, academics, uh, the arts, all those kinds of things. Trying to build this, this perfect college resume, if you will, um, but it just never filled the hole. Right? There was just never enough. Success was short-lived. And, and when God did give me success, uh, it made me arrogant. So now I'm insecure and I'm arrogant, which is really good for relationships, you know. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's just how I lived. And I, I was like most of my friends. Um, but God planted a seed. Uh, I can remember I was a, a, a junior in high school, and my PE coach, Coach Heinen, invited me to an FCA meeting. And I'd never heard of it. Uh, I'm not sure if, it would, if, if that was the first year it started, but it was the first I'd ever heard of it. And uh, I thought, you know what, I should probably go. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm an athlete. Uh, my friends are going to be there. It's going to be fun. It'll look good on scholarship applications, all of those kinds of things, right? I had 
I had no desire to grow, grow closer to Christ personally. I had no desire to impact my campus for Christ, but I went, and a seed was planted. Fast forward a little bit, I ended up going to South Dakota State, uh, ended up swimming there, and as a, as a freshman in college, you know, that one of the neat things about uh, being a freshman in college, you kind of start over in a lot of ways. And I can remember, you know, getting done with practice, and I saw a flyer for FCA uh, outside the, the locker room. I thought, hey, this would be a great, great place to go, right? I'm trying to meet some new, nice friends, you know, uh, freshmen on, on campus. Uh, you know, some people that would be just like me, you know, they love Jesus, or they're, they're, they're self-proclaimed Christian, uh, love sports. And so I went, and Colton, it was, it was amazing. Uh, that was the first time that I'd ever been in a, a significant situation, environment, where I was around people, let alone my peers, who said they loved the Lord, and I, and I, I believe they truly did, mm -hmm. right? They worshiped God in a way that I had never, I'd never seen that before. They loved each other uh, unconditionally in a way that I had never seen before. And then they loved me uh, in a way that I, I really hadn't been loved, um, certainly in a peer group before. And, you know, I, what I tell people is if, if you're ever in an environment where you see the body of Christ behaving like the body of Christ, uh, either it's going to freak you out and you're going to run, or it's going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, and you're going to run towards it. Amen. And so, uh, so that's what happened. I can remember my freshman year, the spring of that year, they invited me to go to an FCA retreat. And I can, uh, I can still be remember being kind of weirded out by that word retreat. Like, you guys are cool, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen at a retreat. But they had influence. Yeah. And so they got me there, and uh, the gospel was proclaimed. And I had heard it before, but, but, but by this time, not only had I heard it, but I'd seen it, hmm. lived out in front of me. I'd experienced it as they loved me, and, uh, and at that retreat, I went all in. Uh, so that was uh, May thir or, yeah, uh, excuse me, March 30th, 1996, wow. and an FCA retreat, and said, uh, Father, I'm yours. I'm following you. I want what my friends have. Um, I want to be used by you. And of course, since then, there's been ups and downs, but I've uh, been walking with God. I, I know I'm loved. I know what my purpose is and what my mission is. Um, and it's, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty amazing. That's awesome. That's so cool to go from, you know, hearing about, hearing you talk about your identity was you're trying to find it in performance and then, and then finding that in our Lord and Savior and, and the plans that he has for your life. And you've done some amazing things. I'd love for you to give a little background on how you got started with found founding FCA Endurance and kind of the process of that. Um, obviously, as a swimmer, that has got to be an endurance sport and tough. I swam like I was going to do a triathlon one time, uh, loved running, liked the biking, got to the swimming and was like, maybe I'll just stick to cycling. Um, that, that's, that's tough there. So, so uh, props to you for, for being a swimmer. That's, 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 uh, that's got to be one of the hardest um, cardiovascular things I've ever done is just trying to get into a pool and swim laps. So, so respect that, but would love to hear kind of the background on FCA endurance and, and just kind of how that has worked, worked through you and, and brought you up to today. Yeah. So thanks for asking. I, I ended up getting done with grad school and um, I, I still had this competitive fire within me. And so I started to kind of dabble in the sport of triathlon, as you just referenced. <laughs> and as, as I got further and further into that sport, uh, God did a couple of different things within me that would eventually end up being kind of a, a founding ingredient of FCA Endurance. Uh, one of those things is that as I got further and further into the sport and the costs got higher and higher, uh, 
I really was struggling with, Father, why am I doing this? All of a sudden, I'm spending way more on a bike than I thought I would ever spend on a bike. Uh, all, all of my free moments on the internet, you know, I'm looking at race wheels and wetsuits. Mm-hmm. And I'm spending all this money traveling to, to these races. And, and, and I mean, the, the expense just was growing and growing and growing. And uh, I was wrestling with that. I'm like, Father, I, I feel like this desire is from you. But if this is just all about me, you know, trying to, again, earn more respect or make it all about me so I can get a finisher's medal or, or whatever, uh, minimally, I'm not being a good steward of what you've given me. Uh, worst case scenario, like I'm floating with idolatry again. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, help me to reconcile this passion that I have. Uh, the other thing that was going on within me is as a high school athlete and as a college athlete, uh, there was always, you always had teammates around you. And in college, not only did I have teammates around me, but I had the college huddle around me. And I really missed that fellowship, uh, this opportunity to worship God together through sport. And so God would use both of those two things uh, to eventually kind of create this vision statement of FCA endurance. I was just thinking, you know, there's got to be others out there that are, that are drawn to running and endurance, you know, endurance cycling and triathlons that want to compete for Christ. Right? These adult you know, kind of former athletes that just aren't letting go. Um, and uh, there's got to be a, a way for us to do this together to glorify you. And I love FCA. Mm-hmm. So uh, put together a, kind of a vision statement and, and sent it into FCA. And, and pretty, pretty quickly, God brought a whole bunch of different pieces together. God's hand was all over it. And, and that ended up being the, the start of FCA Endurance. Wow. That's awesome. That's super cool. And so to kind of to kind of piggyback on that, so being in, in endurance sport and, and talking to athletes and coaches that um, may not have a background, that the idea of the you know going out and running and cycling and in, in that endurance sport, how how was that sport or you know that individualness and then seeing the teammates work together as you know training partners and things, but when you got out there, you were you know on your own you know in a triathlon. What what were some ways in that that you um, either that it, I always, I always find it interesting. Maybe you can answer this as we just kind of have a conversation, but some of the, the most disciplined in their walk with God and the most people who, who, who seek that relationship, it seems to be cross country runners and people that are endurance athletes. Um, maybe you can speak to, um, to maybe why that is, or, or, or just some of the things that happen when you're in a race and you're, and you're going out on your own and those long runs and those long rides and swims and things, um, that you saw benefit or maybe you didn't, you know, in, in your relationship with God. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as, as you think about that, certainly there's an interesting, I don't know, kind of personality traits, I suppose, that would draw you to endurance athletics. Sure. And, and a big part of that would be discipline. Mm. Uh, the discipline to to schedule training to go do training um I've, I've often said that endurance sports is really pain management you know uh it's, it's just a matter of degree of pain you know how bad do you want it to hurt and how long are you going to allow it to hurt <laughs> and so so you're out there kind of giving it all for some reason sure and uh so there is a, an amazing opportunity as you're out there uh, training to worship something. Mm-hmm. And, and the question is, what, what are you worshiping? Mm-hmm. And that's no different than, I, I suppose, a lot of sports and a lot of just activities that we could choose. Um, what, what am I worshiping in the moment? And so as you get out there, it, it provides a great idea to feel God's favor 
Uh, one, of the, one of the things that I often pray in a pre-race prayer for endurance sports is, Father, when it feels good, help me to worship you with my whole heart. Mm. And when it hurts, help me to seek you with my whole heart. Mm. And, and give me the strength to, to finish. And so um, certainly in, in the middle of a race, because most of them are individualized events, uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity to worship something. Either you... Um, you know, whatever that looks like in terms of accomplishing some personal goal or whatever, or worshiping the Lord. And, and the hope is to really invite these endurance athletes to, to not only worship the Lord, but invite as many people to worship the Lord with you as you can. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, I think that's such a comparison for somebody that, you know, I was a football player, so I like the, the short spurts or, you know, five seconds on nice five minute rest those kind of things but uh it always it's always interesting to me the endurance athletes and hearing you know podcasts and people that you know these these top level endurance athletes that they go out and run and these 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 crazy amounts of miles and but i think what you said there in your pre-race prayer is so so easily turned over and can relate to life in terms of endurance right this isn't a sprint you know we hear about paul talking about you know running the good race and i think in times especially times like this in this pandemic and this virus and, and we have a new normal that we're trying to 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 maneuver around i think the idea that you know when it feels good god may i worship you but when it's hard may i seek you and i think that fits so well with the time we're in you know some people this hasn't changed life too much for um, um, but for others, it's, it's changed drastically. And so those that feel good, may we continue to worship him and, and what an, what an opportunity to, to, to seek him and, and seek, seek, um, his heart and things like that in this, in this, in this time period. So appreciate that word. Um, but obviously most of us are not going to be, uh, going out and running triathlons and, and, uh, when I, I, I remember hearing you at the sports center and it's starting and I'm like, Oh boy, this FCA endurance guy is going to come up and talk to a former, former football player and be like, time to go out and run. Like, that was always punishment. So I was like, he's going to come up here and punish us. So, uh, but no, what you, what you spoke about to us in, in terms of, you know, taking care of our bodies and things was so important. Um, and I think as we, we can get caught up in ministry and as coaches and athletes, um, we can get caught up in the idea of doing the work and watching the film and recruiting and things. But if we aren't taking care of our bodies, you know, we, we are, we're shortening our longevity and shortening the, the time period that we have to do these things. So we'd love to get um, some kind of tips that you have for, for us as we're stuck at home or, or, you know, some states are in the stay at home order and things like that. We are here. So would love just for you to kind of um, share your wisdom um, in terms of eating habits, things that we can do, you know, nutrition wise, fitness wise, um, in terms of that and how that can relate to, to uh, our faith in God. Yeah, you bet, you bet. Um, you know, as, as we look at the whole idea of fitness and, and our physical body, just a couple of kind of basic foundational things that I think are important for, for believers to understand is that uh, first and foremost, our physical body, uh, it actually does matter to God. Um, you know, we tend to want to separate things like our, our emotional health and our spiritual health and our relational health. Um, all of these things are more important than our physical health, and then we can just abuse our body. Um, but what we find is, and, and, and this is pretty true if we do some self-reflection, that uh, our physical health absolutely impacts our emotional health. It impacts our relational health. How much energy I have, how, how, how good I'm feeling physically uh, impacts how I relate with others. 
Um, it, it affects my mood. And, and maybe the most obvious example of this would be think of a time when you just, I mean, forget COVID-19 for a minute, but just when you were like the sickest you've ever been. Mm-hmm. right? The worst flu you've ever had, or maybe you had a, a surgery and you just felt like you got run over by a truck, right? And you felt horrible, right? Think about how that affected your mood, sure. your ability to concentrate, your relationships, right? It's all connected. And so um, God has wired us as one, one being. And so we need to take care of, of, of the body that God's given us. And so a couple of quick things that I just always point out is, um, uh, number one is we are made in the image of God. We are beautiful image maker, image bearers of the king. We are ambassadors sent out by him. And, and so uh, a question is, how, how are we reflecting uh, the king that, that we're being the image bearer of? Yeah. Uh, the second thing that I would always point out is that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I always ask people, listen, if, if you could go back in the Old Testament and visit the temple where you knew God was dwelling, how would, how would you treat that, that physical structure? I think you'd probably treat it pretty well. You know, you're not going to go out there and graffiti on it, you know. Uh, you're not going to start tearing it down, you know. You, you would honor it. You know, you'd give it a lot of reverence. And so we are now that temple. And so what are we doing about that? How, how, how is that affecting the way that we think about our bodies and, and our behavior? And then uh, the last thing that I always point out is, is God has entrusted his people to be his stewards. And a lot of people think of that pretty easily when we think of, of our material possessions or our wealth or our finances, our money, but the same is true of our bodies, right? God is, one of the most important things God has given us is our bodies. Um, and these really allow us to accomplish his mission, the physical vehicle to go out and do his work. And so uh, again, we're challenged to steward that well. So as we think about those principles and, and God's hope for us to be a beautiful image bearer, a, a wise uh, steward of the temple he's given us and a steward of the vehicle that he's going to minister through. Uh, we need to be really, really wise through this time, this COVID-19 time, in terms of uh, the way that I would kind of present it is uh, do everything you can to keep the physical body healthy so that your immune system is as strong as possible to fight off whatever's coming. And so uh, uh, as I, as I kind of uh, try to teach this stuff, my, my goal is always to keep it as simple as possible, sure. right? As simple as possible because health and wellness and fitness, that can get really, really complex really, really fast. And if you want to you know, get a PhD in nutrition, go for it if that's what God's calling you to. But we're going to keep it super simple today, uh, super, super simple. And so as we look at the idea in, the, in our current environment, you know, keeping our immune system as strong as possible. Uh, just a couple brief pointers that I, I, I think would help us. Uh, one of them, uh, kind of the, the big heading would be stress less. Mm. You need to stress less. Uh, stress, chronic stress, uh, especially uh, too much of the wrong kinds, is just really, really bad for you. I mean, more and more studies are coming out with that. And so as we look at, at our immune system, one of the first things I would just really encourage everybody is, is find ways uh, to stress less. And so uh, as we look at what are some, some practical ways to do that, number one, make prayer a habit. Uh, you know, I love Philippians 4, 6, and 7, uh, which says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so 
Um, I would uh, encourage you guys, make sure you're spending time connected to the vine. Make sure you're spending time uh, in, those, in those moments of prayer. You're, you're carving out the time to speak to him, to share your concerns, but also to listen um, through his spirit and certainly through his word. And so as we look at, at, at this idea of stress less, make prayer a habit. Uh, secondly, uh, again, just getting practical, um, what I would suggest is, is try to identify those things that are adding stress to your life. And uh, because I think there's, it's really hard to treat things that you're unaware of. And so uh, do some self-reflection, do some time in prayer and write down the things that are causing stress. And then uh, once you've written those things down, then I want you to pray about it. Seek God's wisdom and God's counsel on it. What does God's word say about it? Give it up to him as Philippians 4, 6, and 7 has said. And then uh, really have you try to consider what can we do about it. Mm. Try, to, try to plan that out. And you'll find there are some things that you, you really can't do anything about, but there's plenty that you can, can do some things about. And so kind of write out that plan so that at least you don't feel like you're wandering in the desert. Um, and as, as, you, as you kind of draft that plan, of course, you're, you're using God's word to check it, everything out. Um, but then run it by some, a trusted friend or two. Right? Seek wise counsel. Don't try to do it all on your own. And not only receive their counsel, but receive their help and their support. And I think that those are some, some very practical things that can help you um, with that stress less. Identify what it is so that you can draft a plan and the things that you can't control, give those to God and move forward. So number one is stress less. Uh, number two, and this is huge for your immune system, sleep better, sleep better. And so uh, there's a pretty amazing study here. Uh, they found that for a person who sleeps over eight hours a night, they are three times less likely to get a common cold than someone who sleeps less than seven hours a night. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's significant. And most of the people I know, they're, they're, they're go get them, push hard, get it all done kind of people. And most of the time when they're, when they're going after it really, really hard, the two things, well, there's a number of things that, that often get sacrificed. You know, workout times get sacrificed, quiet times get sacrificed, quality time with your family can get sacrificed, but the biggest one is sleep. And people are trying to go through, you know, life uh, tired and doing everything they can to, to try to compensate for that by, by using too much caffeine and probably too much sugar. <laughs> and, and both of those are really, really bad in, in, in large quantities as well. So, so get enough sleep. And there's a, there's a lot of different practical pointers that I could put out here that could help with this. Uh, avoid caffeine afternoon, uh, exercise daily, limit technology, make sure that your bedroom is a very, very comfortable place to, to sleep. Make sure, you know, the best you can that you've got a good mattress, a good pillow, the temperature's correct, it's dark. Um, make sure that you've got a, a great sleep chamber. A couple other things that I think are really important in this time. Number one is uh, set a healthy curfew, right? Get to bed. Now is not the time to binge, fled, to binge watch Netflix right? Uh, don't stay up late on Facebook and reading news feeds, things like that. Uh, get to bed early. And, and here's during the season where, again, our immune system might be stressed more than other times. I would give people permission if you can, if your work allows for it, to try to give yourself a little bit extra time in that morning. Personally, uh, a, a few times a week, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up without an alarm. 
So I'm making sure that I'm fully charged up. And it's, it's actually made a big difference. There have been a number of afternoons where I'm, I'm no longer having that, that hour of, oh, man, I'm really sleepy, but just kind of pushing through. Uh, oh, man, I really need a coffee. I, I haven't needed that in the afternoons because I'm actually letting my body catch up. And for those that need it, again, schedule an extra nap. So, so get some extra rest. That's one of the most valuable things that you can do to help your immune system stay strong. And it's also going to do some good things for your energy. It's going to allow you to fight stresses more beyond uh, immune system type stresses. And so that can be really good. So uh, the first one, stress less. Number two, sleep better. Uh, number three is eat cleaner. Uh, uh, it, 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 I always had it as eat clean. Um, and uh, a friend of mine who also helps develop some of this curriculum added the ER in there. And I thought that was a good move. Eat cleaner. Uh, and so really what we're looking here is the, the best that you can eating plant, a plant-based whole grain diet. Mm. Uh, it's really trying to avoid processed foods. Those processed foods, everything that we bring into our body, right, it, it drives chemical reactions. Uh, that's either pushing or preventing inflammation. It's either helping or hurting our immune system, as well as all of the other kind of underlying uh, physiologic functions that, that we're going through um, at, at any given time. And so really trying to cut those things out. Now, that can be hard right now if we're trying to avoid going to the store, because a lot of times fruits and vegetables, some of those things, they can be very perishable versus, you know, a box of mac and cheese that could, you know, sit in your pantry for three years and probably be just fine. And so uh, try to be creative in terms of, you know, are there, are there some frozen fruits and vegetables, you know, that, that you, can, you can buy and, and that'll last a little bit longer than things that are fresh. Um, you know, uh, raw nuts, uh, steel cut oats, uh, some of those whole grain foods that, that tend to keep a little bit longer, you know, trying to supplement a few more of those in. Uh, the other two things that, again, even if you're forced to, to eat a, a little more processed than you want to, uh, that are very easy. They're, they're very simple. They're simple to do, not easy to do. Uh, number one is cut the sugar. Uh, sugar hurts your immune system. And so uh, really trying to carve out all of that sweet stuff um, that, again, your body might be craving if you're under stress and that your body might be craving if you're sleepy. Mm -hmm. And so cut out the sugar. And the other one that can be really, really helpful is drink water. Drink a lot of water. Um, so as you look at your day, you know, if you're a coffee person, you have a cup of coffee or, or two in the morning. Hey, I'm all for that. That's good stuff. Uh, but for the rest of the day, like just drink water. Cut out all the sugary stuff. Cut off all the, the energy drink, this or that. Um, and if you can drink enough water, again, it helps your immune system. You're replacing some of that stuff that's not good for you. And just as a, a general starting place, uh, and again, everyone's a little bit different in terms of what their needs are. But take your body weight in pounds, cut it in half, and that's how many ounces per day that you want to drink. So if you are uh, uh, 180 pounds, right, cut that in half. So now we're looking at 90, 90 ounces, so nine 10-ounce glasses a day, right? Uh, a lot of the population is, is dehydrated, and so drink that water, and that's, that's going to, again, it's not a magical cure, but it is going to help your immune system, especially if you're doing it in place of sodas or sugary energy drinks or uh, coffee, even late in the day, all those kinds of things, which can mess up your sleep. And, and um, so eating uh, two left, you doing okay on time? Hey, I love it. No, this is great. Yeah. And I think one of those things with water too is, is, you know, a lot of times like um, 
before hearing you speak about it and just kind of realizing how much better water can just make you feel is some of those times when you get hungry, you think like, oh, I'm hungry. I need to eat. And so you reach for that, you know, that, that Snickers bar, that sugar, and really you're just really thirsty or you think you're thirsty and you grab a Dr. Pepper or whatever it is. And then you're not really, you're just dehydrating yourself more. And so it gets into this vicious cycle. So I love that. It's all, it's always a reminder we hear about water, but I think at times we can forget the, the reasoning behind it is because like we need water to survive and, and our body is thirsty. So, so I think that's a great thing and a great reminder to, to drink that water and get that sleep. So excited for the next two. Uh, this has been great. So. Oh, fantastic. So next one is move more, move more. Uh, no surprise. Uh, exercise is really good for you. You know, moderate exercise, obviously you can overdo it. You can get injured. You can, you can actually weaken your immune system if you're overtraining. But for most of us, you know, getting that five times a week, 30 minutes of, of, of mild, moderate exercise is really, really important. And I would encourage continuing that. It gets a little harder. Maybe you're stuck at home, obviously obey the law, right? If you're, if you're not supposed to go outside, you know, Hey, obey the law, uh, in which case you've just got to be creative, but above and beyond that 30 minutes a day of, of exercise, what we're really trying to do is move more. Uh, there's an increasing amount of evidence out there that uh, even for those that exercise for 30 minutes a day, and, and then they're sedentary for the other 23 and a half hours a day, that, that can have some, uh, some negative effects on your health overall, and, and certainly that, makes, that has a, an effect on your immune system. And so uh, the encouragement here is throughout your day to move. And even if you're stuck in your house, right, uh, get creative. There's a couple of things, you know, that, that you can do. Uh, set a timer on your watch or on your phone so that, hey, every hour the alarm goes off and that's going to remind me to do something, right? Uh, it's going to remind, hey, I'm going to do, do three laps, you know, in my house or walk down the hall and back three times. Well, this is a praise song. And sing out loud, or I'm going to walk back and forth in my house three times, and and I'm going to uh, just spend a few extra minutes in prayer. Get up and move around a little bit. Um, if you've got a family around you, right, make it fun. You know, get the kids out and do a game of follow the leader, or once an hour have a have a little mini dance party, right? You know, crank some praise music and and just just move together as a family. Your kids will love it. Um, uh, maybe set a, a fun goal um, with someone in your house or, or a, you know, a, a coaching buddy, you know, that you're connecting with daily on Facebook or via phone or Zoom or whatever. Hey, you know what? Every day, you know, uh, through the month of May, we're going to get in 100 push-ups, mm. but you can't do more than 10 at a time. Nice. So maybe you're doing 10 push-ups every hour for 10 hours. Or if you've got stairs in your house, hey, you know what? at the end of every day, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do 500 stairs. Mm. So I've got to go up and down that staircase three times every hour, right? Just find something that's going to break the monotony of, of sitting on a couch or sitting and looking at it. I mean, I've been doing so many Zoom calls, my eyes are bugging out. For sure. And so yeah. get away from it. Go move around a little bit. Um, and then there's other things, again, even as we look at the training perspective, you know, if you, if you can't get to the gym um, and if you can't get outside, uh, there's a number of great fitness apps out there and play around with them. See what you like. Uh, seven minute workout is one that, that I've used for years um, when I'm on the road and I don't have access to a gym or time is really short, um, requires no equipment. And, and that seven minutes will feel like 30. 
Um, and incidentally, if you want to do it, you know, seven minutes isn't enough. Do it twice for 14. Obviously, you can do the math on that, and you can make the work up as long as you want. Just do it. Just keep doing it. And so, so mix it up. Find find a way to uh, to create some accountability. Do something fun together. But just just keep moving. And if you can get outside, right, go for a walk with your family. You know, uh, go once in the morning. Do a prayer walk on your own, and then take the whole family out in the afternoon. And of course, you'll be wise with social distancing and get some fresh air in your lungs. And so uh, move more. Don't, don't get trapped. Don't get sedentary um, uh, as we get through this. And the, uh, the very last one that I would say is, is stay connected. Mm. Stay connected. Um, you know, God has wired us to, to be a family, mm -hmm. to be together. And so especially if you find that if, if you live alone, right? Uh, make sure that you're just honest about what your needs are. And everybody's different. You know, I, I think on the front side of this thing, uh, a lot of churches and ministries and their motives were 100% correct. Hey, we, we can't let people get disconnected. And so all of a sudden we scheduled, you know, uh, 20 Zoom meetings and webinars a week. And some people need that. And so if you need that man, press into that. But I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm tapping out, right? <laughs> and so be honest with what you need, and then make sure that you're nourishing those connections, those relationships that are most important to you. Because if you don't, uh, again, you become easy for the devil to pick you off, right? God didn't, has not designed us to go lone wolf on this thing. Mm -hmm. and, and if you get into some isolation and some depression, uh, that's not healthy in a lot of ways. But it, once again, that, that definitely affects your immune system. And so be honest with that and then be wise at finding creative ways to touch base with those that you love. That's great. Thanks, Chris. And that's, that's so true. You know, I think all those play a role and, and you gotta, you gotta be, you know, intentional about each one daily. Um, I, I, you know, when you're talking about moving and, and things like that, I find myself, you know, once you sit down, it's easy to just stay there versus continue. You know, once you start moving, you start to start to want to move more kind of that object at rest wants to stay at rest versus an object emotion, stay in motion. And, and a great word there on, on staying connected and, and letting people know your emotions. Like you said, we, we tend to separate mental, spiritual, physical when, when it's, it's all one form of the body. Right. And so we want to be sure we're taking care of ourselves. I, I appreciate you jumping on today um, and sharing this with us. It's been awesome. Um, would, uh, would love to, um, uh, Real quick, if you just kind of share, you know, what, what's a typical day of eating look like for you? Um, and then some of the routines that you have that may, maybe you're like, this is a non-negotiable for myself that you like to do that you could share with us, just so we know what, you know, the FCA endurance guy and, and uh, Northland region um, is up to on, on, on his kind of daily process. So we can compare and be like, well, we'll never reach that, but at least have an idea. <laughs> well, my, my days of Ironman training are done, I think. Uh, God could change that. And so, uh, my, some of that's been a little more relaxed, uh, for sure. But yeah, um, get up in the morning and, and get into quiet time. And, and these days, uh, it, it's actually been good. I've got, uh, again, virtual ministries to keeping those connections. I've got a group of coaches, uh, that were reading the book of John together a chapter a day. So reading that, uh, typing in our responses, trying to find a way to encourage them and be encouraged by them. Uh, also reading the Bible through uh, with my oldest son, a varsity coach and a, a varsity athlete. And so uh, right now uh, we're getting into the Psalms. So I'm getting some of that and a chance to reflect on that. And then uh, spending time in prayer, um, mm -hmm. you know, praying through my prayer journal, reflecting on the scripture. And so uh, got my quiet time. 
my, my breakfast is almost always, there's a few days where it's not, but I'll, I'll, you know, we'll boil up a, a pot of steel cut oats mm -hmm. and uh, put a scoop of peanut butter in there and frozen blueberries. And that's, that's my, that's my go-to. It's my go-to breakfast. Uh, then obviously, you know, on a typical work day at that point, you know, doing work, you know, uh, for the ministry in my current role, you know, serving and supporting uh, current and future Northland FCA staff. Uh, lunch varies, especially during this period, because uh, I am spending more time at home and my family's home, sure. which is a massive treat. You know, normally I don't get to have lunch with my family, but now we do. And so, you know, thankfully I'm, I'm spoiled. Like you wouldn't believe my wife cooks a lot. And so I'll have lunch with the family. And, and so it's the same thing with dinner, dinner with the family. Um, you know, almost always there's a, a spinach salad uh, included with mine. And I'm getting the boys converted as well. Uh, they, they most of the time want to drench theirs in dressing. But <laughs> my youngest is bought in. He'll eat raw spinach with me. Uh, and so uh, just eat, eating uh, with them, snacks throughout the day. Um, there's a, ball, a, a bowl of almonds uh sitting on the counter we've got fruit uh around uh vegetables around so so snacking on those things uh on when, when my schedule is according to my choosing you know shut things down and during this break uh, about 4 30 i'll go and we've got a treadmill downstairs uh, or when it's nice now it's we live in the north so we deal with snow uh we, we got snow during easter so i'm not waiting for it to dry out enough so i'm not running in mud so i'll go for a uh, typically it's been about a, you know, 20, 30, sometimes on a, once a week, maybe up to 40 minute run. And then I come home and I rally the troops. And so through, it, it, we didn't plan it this way, but about the time COVID started and all the home isolation, uh, me and my sons will do nickels and dimes. Okay. And so, uh, we bring everyone downstairs. And so it's, uh, nickels and dimes is five pull-ups. And 10 push-ups, so five is the nickels, 10 is the dime. So five pull-ups, 10 push-ups uh, every minute for 10 minutes. Nice. So we all do that together, uh, or as many of them as I can get. My, my oldest son and my third son are almost always in. Number two and number four, not quite as consistent. So we'll, we'll do that, and that provides kind of this family workout time together. We grab dinner, and then the evenings uh, can be all over the place, depending on if there's you know, follow-up appointments, um, you know, and then we'll do uh, devos as a family and, and call it a night. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, this has been great. Um, motivating for me. I'm ready to go do some nickels and dimes. Um, but uh, but before we before we close, um, I just ask you if you wouldn't mind just closing us in prayer. Um, and, uh, and again, thank you for your time, Chris. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's been an honor. And again, hopefully some of these things will, will help encourage uh, the coaches and athletes uh, out in Illinois. And uh, again, an opportunity for us to, to worship the Lord with our bodies and, and prayerfully uh, equip us uh, to minister effectively today and, and for as long as the Lord allows. So I would be honored to pray. Thanks. Uh, Father, it, it is, uh, it's got these moments together. Uh, I, I thank you for the body of Christ united through Jesus, uh, brothers and sisters that can come together, even, even via Zoom, uh, just to encourage one another, to do life together. Um, so thankful that we can uh, call you Father uh, through Jesus, that uh, we can have confidence that you hear us, that you answer our prayers. Father, I pray for uh, coaches and athletes 
uh, family members who might have a chance to listen to this and, and uh, even those in, in their networks. And, and I, just, I, I ask for favor through this time uh, even as, as we talked about, for those where, where life is, is, is sweet, maybe a little extra time with family, maybe a little extra rest, um, that there would be extra time for fellowship, for ministry, for disciple-making, for worship. And for those that, that are hurting, um, you know, in the middle of, of pain and confusion, um, maybe anger, uh, hopelessness, um, that you've drawn onto this podcast, that, that you would use uh, these moments to meet them. By your spirit, you would draw them to yourself. And when they seek you, we know they will find you. And that you would give them the peace and really the joy beyond circumstance promised. And so uh, I pray for them. Father, I pray for those that are listening. I pray for special favor on their immune system, help them to be wise to take care of their body so that when, when the fight comes, uh, they're going to be ready. And, and I pray for favor and, and fighting off whatever does come. And Father, uh, lastly, I, I pray for those that are listening, um, that are your sons and daughters, that uh, you would protect their joy. They would, you would protect their peace. And that as, as the world around us panics, uh, we could truly be the city on a hill. We could be the lamp on a lampstand that is just shining out uh, your hope through Jesus. People would see it as something radical, and we would be prepared uh, to testify to your goodness, uh, to share your gospel, and that that would uh, expand your family. And so uh, we're thankful for these moments. Pray that um, as we finish out our day and this season, that we would honor you. You'd be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.